0: What do they
1: say? No one acts like Gaston. No Aston. One's
0: as thick as gu- They say thick.
1: No one's as thick as Gaston. Gu- really, really?
0: I'm pretty sure they do. Oh,
1: damn. Well, Stathis ain't thick like Gaston. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna drink some coffee. Brought to you by Duncan. Just kidding. But to be. I wish Duncan on Stathis because he's a piece of shit. Back like to Shaken, not Scared. Here with you, as always, Eric and bb Today, we're talking about the 1986 film *The Fly*, directed by David Cronenberg. But before we get into that, how are you, BV? I've
0: been real successful at Dry January because right after having COVID, I got an infection, <laughs> so <laughs> I am now on antibiotics, which is making Dry January super easy.
1: <laughs> You're forced to not. Although there are people who do that shit. And that is not wild. Good for you. <laughs>
0: That is really just going for it at that point.
1: So I'm a proud that you at least have the self-control for it.
0: Thank you. What about you?
1: Actually excited because we got our stuff to fix the cars and I never thought I'd be one of those people who was like, oh my God, I can't wait to get under the car and just get super messy. No, I did. I, I like that stuff. So
0: What is it called? Grease monkey? Grease monkey. Grease?
1: Yeah. Grease monkey. Yeah, I guess so. That's what the brand of gloves I got is. So oh, yeah. okay. I guess it's a thing. <laughs> but... What do you have for creepy content?
0: I only really have one thing that we were able to watch this weekend and that was Skinamarink. I think it's a film that's not going to be for everyone. It's very artsy, very like experimental feeling. Definitely super eerie vibes. I will give it to them. I don't think it's for me and I wanted it to be I wanted to like it.
1: I don't know if I've seen enough analog horror to know if I like that genre because what is analog horror?
0: Is it simply like less plot heavy, more experimental? You know. I'm bad
1: at it distinguishing. I used to do this shit with like metal where in high school people were like, you like screamo and hardcore and hardcore metal and post-melodic hardcore and grunge and this. And I was, like, wow. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I like rock. <laughs> metal. I like music. <laughs> I like heavy shit. I don't know what the difference is. So it's the same thing with horror. But I don't know that I disliked it. I just did think that it could have saved time in a lot of the shots that just linger for a long time, which I guess is the point. The disturbing part is you seeing things in the shots but someone said it perfectly on twitter it belongs in an art gallery that's kind of how i felt you kind of don't interpret it probably in the way that the artist meant it but yeah. that's the whole point so i think that all the mixed feelings that you see on the internet about the film means that the movie i think was successful in its intent probably won't watch it again but
0: yeah i don't think fine. it's for everyone it's a decent way to spend an evening if you want to dissect it
1: i think it got amplified for me because my creepy content is phasmophobia which is a video game where you have to hunt ghosts and you're walking around in the dark a lot yeah and so when we left the house to like take loki and rip out I usually I'm just out there like eh, whatever go poop go pee whatever and I'm just standing there but we would hear noises and I'd be like
0: mm,
1: noticing the darkness more than usual <laughs> <laughs> It definitely messes with you a little bit, at least for a while after you watch it.
0: Just an uneasiness. I get the similar feeling when I watch Paranormal Activity where you're just imagining the worst things happening. Nothing's actually happening, but you're like freaked out still.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Phasmophobia, though, is my creepy content. It's the only one that I have. It's fun. I played with Christina from Spooky Tales. We're going to do a joint event. It may have already happened by the time this gets released, but if it doesn't, keep an eye out for it. It is unsettling. I think Mortuary Assistant is still a little more unsettling. I am not good at Phasmophobia at all. I've gotten the ghost wrong every time except for once where I died, but I still got the ghost right. So <laughs> What do you have for comfort content? Nothing. I don't either. We have not been comforted. I guess technically fixing the cars tomorrow is going to be comfort content, but it's not content that everyone can yeah. partake in. <laughs> comfort content. You guys want to watch videos of me just doing oil changes?
0: Let's save it for your oily fans. <laughs> yeah, oily
1: fans. <laughs> let's talk about this week's drink. We have a nasty idea, so
0: let's see if it worked out. So, We came up with a drink. We are still in the throes of dry January, successfully, for some of us. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to create a drink that kind of looked like the white bile that Seth's character throws up on his food. And (laughs) I wanted it to be super sweet because he's literally just eating a ton of sugar towards the end. So we settled on coquito. Now, I know coquito is a traditional Puerto Rican drink, usually drank around the holidays, and everyone has their own unique, specific recipe, this is how we make it. If you have a special better way of making it, let us know. We just did not include the white rum, which I feel might be needed to break up some of the sweetness in this drink, but I basically do a one to one ratio. One can of evaporated milk, one can of cream of coconut, one can of sweetened condensed milk, and vanilla extract and cinnamon to taste. Put it in the blender, and I recommend putting it in the fridge for a little bit to cool. Do you want to try it?
1: Yeah. It's gonna be like a fly sucking this sugar.
0: We also rimmed our glasses in the video that's probably pl- gonna play next to me with Oreo to kind of look like flies floating around your drink. <coughs> <laughs> I've killed him. This tastes like liquefied coconut ice cream. This
1: tastes just like when I put lechera on the pancakes. It's delicious.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean by it. it needs the white rum to break up the sweetness a little bit.
1: I think so. Yeah,
0: because we've made this before and it doesn't taste this sweet
1: i mean it's good i keep drinking it because i'm like you know when i was a kid i would put condensed milk on pancakes yeah And i would just like drench them
0: <laughs> so you're trying to relive that so i'm reliving that i would recommend probably less sweetened condensed milk then if you're mm. not gonna use the white rum to break it up
1: yep and if you do cheers
0: so typical coquito i give a 3.5 out of five
1: coquito's good i'll do three because the rum enunciates the flavor
0: it does we did it Dry January. (laughs) There's still time for me to fail.
1: No, no, you got this. The medicine (laughs) says you can't.
0: I'm no longer taking medicine. Temptation,
1: temptation, temptation. All right, back to Bastus. hope we can make the drink look as disgusting as possible. But, but not otherwise. so
0: disgusting that no one wants to drink it.
1: I've always thought about that with our show that we make horror-themed drinks and sometimes I'm like, let's make it look disgusting. and You're like, but no one's going to want it. Yeah. Like, That's
0: the point. It's they horror. still have to taste good.
1: <laughs> I mean, it could taste good but look disturbing. All right. Are you ready for some fun facts?
0: Yes. Okay,
1: I have a couple. So Jeff Goldblum sent a letter to Vincent Price, who starred in the original Fly, obviously in 1958, saying that he hoped that Vincent would like the film as much as Jeff liked his. Turns out that Vincent thought the film was, quote, wonderful right up to a certain point. It went a little too far.
0: What was the certain point?
1: I didn't see any detail around like what Vincent thought was too far. It was too
0: far. I also have not seen the original 1958.
1: No, I haven't either. And I read a synopsis and I was like, well, this is like a whole other movie.
0: It's Completely different. Yeah. Do you know the synopsis at all? No.
1: From what I got, the main character, his wife, dies in a accident. His head is smashed and his arm is smashed. The brother, played by Vincent, is investigating and it slowly starts to get revealed by the wife what actually happened because she's obsessed with flies.
0: Oh, that... Sounds like a completely different film.
1: Yeah, I do really want to know what Vincent thought was too far, though. The gore could have been too much. Maybe the abortion plotline. I'm going to
0: guess it was that one.
1: Gina Davis didn't mind the gore until the scene where she has to hold Seth in her arms. That scene where his like ear falls off and stuff like that. She came out and said her disgust was not acting in that scene. It's actually genuine disgust with the uh, prosthetics.
0: Yeah, the makeup in this is incredible. It aged amazingly. And the times that she hugs him, I was like, ew, I couldn't. <laughs>
1: oh yeah it's gross I can only imagine the smell if it were real how bad all that would smell because like flies already just the little ones I'm always like oh my god wash your hands got poop on the legs
0: Yeah, she does mention in one line that Seth smells really bad. I can only imagine it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah.
1: So several endings were planned out. They had even filmed two of them. She has those nightmares about the baby being born. She has one where the baby's born and it has like butterfly wings. There's one where she does have the baby. There's another one where she doesn't have the baby. There's one where like the baby's being born is in question. A few also where Stathis ends up ending up with Veronica. He's like the baby's mine, not Seth's. And that pissed Jeff off because he's like, it removes from the tragedy of the film.
0: I agree. I do not like Stathis. I don't like any ending where she ends up with him.
1: No, Stathis is a piece of shit. Actually, I was pissed the entire movie that he's like the... Person helping her.
0: Yeah, it's. I think I even made a note of it while I was writing the script for today. It's like, it sucks that he's her only support system. He's terrible.
1: He is the worst. Even with helping her, he's still a piece of You're shit. You're still
0: kind of like, uh, eh, I don't really care that you got your arm and like melted off.
1: You know, he feels kind of like Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. I could see that. Where Gaston is supposed to be like, technically the hero to the townspeople stopping the beast yeah but you know he's a piece of shit so you're like no fuck that guy
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. i could see that but not as good looking
1: good looking <laughs> yeah all right well that's all i had i think it's my turn to do a speed
0: run. it is are you ready
1: no because it's been so many weeks since i've seen this i'll try my best this movie is good so i'll at least say the parts that i liked
0: <laughs> <laughs> ready set
1: all right, I'm gonna do bad at this, but so we meet this guy Seth, who's like a scientist, and he meets Veronica, who is a reporter. She wants to find a really interesting story for her paper. He takes her back to her place. They or he takes her back to his place. The he shows her like these pods that exist in his place, and he's like, "I'm working on teleportation." And then he's like, "It's just for show, though. Don't tell nobody." And he's like, "What?" I'm a, she's like, "I'm a reporter. What do you mean?" And he's like, "Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Could you could just like not." run that report and then she's like i got to so then she's like this is a story of a lifetime she takes it he does all his best to like get her to stop things start going wrong because he's like i have to test myself because i gotta test this out and then he <laughs> ends up getting mixed up with a fly and he starts to slowly deteriorate and turn into a fly oh no am i running out of time i can't tell um but she thinks he's pregnant because he like thinks he's on top of the world when he's a fly mixed man and then the whole thing is a tragedy because she has a problem with accepting Uh, that he's a fly.
0: You didn't even get to the end.
1: And he does. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to remember in the middle of talking about it.
0: You did good. You got some details in there, but yeah, 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 you took a minute. It's okay. You tried.
1: I did. I'm sorry. You'll have to remind me what the rest of this episode...
0: (laughs) How the movie ends.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's just really tough topics to talk about.
0: (laughs) Right. So I think this would be a good time to put in this trigger warning. We will be discussing the topic of abortion for quite a while. It's a big scene in this movie. So if that makes you uncomfortable, obviously feel free to skip ahead.
1: Yes. I'm ready to... uh... Fly into this movie (laughs) with my grubby hands. (laughs) As gross as flies are, do think it's cute when they like clean their face?
0: I don't. I think it's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) What are you
1: cleaning? You're small. Also, you're nasty,
0: dude. What are you cleaning? (laughs) (laughs) This was my first watch of this. Your first watch as well. I believe it's the first Cronenberg film that I've seen as well. First one we're covering on the show, I'm pretty sure. I know he's known for body horror.
1: Okay. It's clearly his bit. Did you know Tim Burton almost directed The Fly?
0: It seems like it would be his type of movie. Yeah, it was not what I expected. I, spoiler alert for the end, really, really enjoyed this movie, like, way more than I thought I was going to. I think the themes, like, have withstood the test of time.
1: I liked the movie, too. Jeff Goldblum is always like a likable character for me. Yeah, Yeah, actor. So Seth definitely was great in the beginning, and I was sad for him as things went wrong. Because I don't think intentionally... Seth goes through a transformation both mentally and physically. And I think if Seth, from the start of the movie, would see Seth at the end, Seth himself would have been like, this is... Please kill me. This has gone too far. All that emotion around a character that's likable definitely held strong for me and made this movie like, oh man, I want to know where this goes.
0: Yeah. So we open on a gallop where we meet Seth who says he's working on something that's going to change the world. He's talking to Veronica, who is referred to as Ronnie for the rest of the film, so I'm just going to call her that moving forward. Who He is clearly hitting on her. <laughs> she asks more about his work, but Seth refuses to tell her. Instead, he asks her to come back to his lab to check it out. She pretty much blows him off, but Seth is pretty persistent, telling her that she's making a big mistake by not talking to him.
1: It's funny because they portray his hitting on her as... He's clearly this like very...
0: Awkward, nerdy...
1: Awkward, nerdy. Like that's the way he's hitting on her is through his knowledge, and it's like me if I was like, hey, do you know about Marvel comics?
0: Do you want to come see my horror collection later? (laughs)
1: Yeah, right. It's like you kind of push what you know.
0: Because I made a note saying normally I would find this kind of behavior gross, but because Jeff Goldblum plays Seth in such an endearing way, very much the awkward guy, he doesn't come off as like the pushy asshole at a party. Right. Veronica agrees to check out his lab, and on the way there, we learn that Seth gets very motion sick. Same. In any type of vehicles. They reach his lab, and it looks pretty sketchy, almost like an abandoned warehouse. Once inside, Seth immediately starts playing piano, I... Find this so funny. He's like, hasn't invited her in fully. And he's just like, let me seduce you with some <laughs> piano. Hey, I used to do that with the guitar. Oh, really? I'd be
1: like, look, I can do a thing. <laughs> I am impressive.
0: Ronnie clearly feels uncomfortable and says she wants to leave. But Seth makes a bad joke about how now that she's seen his work, she can't leave alive. I don't know you, sir. This is a really risky joke to make. <laughs>
1: yeah. Especially since because he is awkward and hasn't explicitly made it clear I'm hitting on you. She is in a stranger's pulling. House. unknowing red flag <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was dating before tinder and it's just a scary... <laughs> it is scary at least with tinder there's a record of who you went on a date with allegedly but this was like, no one would know you were gone.
1: I guess her, like, editor would know because yeah. he sent
0: her there, right? Because he's a creep, yeah.
1: Yeah, fuck that, guy. because he's also probably following her outside. E- exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she states that she hasn't seen anything, but Seth says that she has seen the pods. She laughs it off, saying they look like designer phone booths.
1: Apparently, they were modeled after Cronenberg's motorcycle
0: cylinders. Oh, okay. So Seth decides to give her a demonstration. He asks for a piece of clothing or jewelry he could use, and Ronnie hands over one of her stockings this is also meant to be played off as very like sexy
1: we're together that she's into him too right a little bit even though she's clearly there for the report but she's kind of like well let's see what these people
0: do seem like they're both into each other
1: they were dating in real life at the time of this movie
0: it makes sense they had good chemistry in this film
1: Cronenberg almost didn't want to cast her because he didn't want to work with a dating couple Ah. and after the first audition he was like no I have to
0: (laughs) I love her. Love her in Beetlejuice. Love her in this. I have not seen A League of Her Own, but I am sure she is also great in that. League is great. I'm
1: surprised you've never seen that. You've never seen a lot of movies.
0: I haven't seen a lot of movies. There's a hole in my movie education. I also haven't seen um, Thelma and Louise, which, which she's also in, which also seems fun.
1: There's just so much we need to that I'm missing out download on download into that brain of yours that little peanut hat head My little yours. peanut <laughs>
0: hat I'm still trying to make it work for me okay <laughs> Seth puts it in one of the pods and we get a ton of flashing lights as the stocking appears in the other pod Ronnie is confused by what happened but Seth explains to her that her stocking was teleported from one pod to the other
1: she's like no you had to put the stocking in there beforehand yeah. and he's like nah it's got a hole in it just like yours did I saw that
0: Ronnie gets very excited by this and turns on a tape recorder to start asking Seth questions about his work After a while, Seth explains who he works for, how it's funded. Ronnie asks him to hold on while she switches the tape. And this is where Seth kind of freaks out. He doesn't like it. He says he thought that she was having a personal conversation with him, which I call bull on because when they met in the beginning, she says, I have interviews to get to.
1: They met at a gala where other people were- Other reporters. To present on what they find. Uh, I do want to step back too with Seth. I like his whole bit that doesn't matter what I buy. People buy it for me. They say, I need this thing, and I just order things without question. I don't know who it's for. I don't know what I'm making, but I'm just doing individual things, and no one involved knows what it's for.
0: Yeah, and we get that he's trying to keep what he's doing a secret, and that's why it's so hush-hush, but also, I feel like this movie does a good job at not focusing too much on the... Scientific jargon because I think you could lose a lot of audience members with that, and just kept it like that. Seth was very casual about his work, which he's not clearly. He's upset that (laughs) Veronica's a reporter.
1: Wait, no, 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 can't wait. You can't do that. I showed you this whole ass life changing thing for funsies
0: to get in your pants.
1: (laughs) You don't use your life changing secret work to get on somebody.
0: (laughs) But Ronnie obviously reveals that she's a journalist and he knew that. And I agree, it's very obvious. Seth just states that he made a mistake and that he would never have told her all this if he knew she was a journalist. He tries to get the tape from her, but Ronnie simply gets up and leaves as Seth keeps asking her to stick around.
1: Even here, you see that Seth's not a horrible person. Because again, had he been like a red flaggy guy, he'd have forced her, he would have like attacked her to get the tape. Even though he's like, wait, this is bad, don't do it. He still didn't do a bad thing
0: He didn't harm her. Yeah. yeah. The next day, we see Ronnie at her job for Particle Magazine, pitching Seth's story to her boss, Stathis. I've never really heard this name before. It's very
1: unique. I have, but I don't remember in what. It's like an
0: old name, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not really popular anymore.
1: I'd always thought it was like a last name.
0: It sounds like a last name. Her boss does not seem impressed, telling her that she fell for an old nightclub trick. At that moment, he gets a call saying that Seth is in the office looking for Veronica. He is so... She, he's talking down to her saying she fell for like a pickup line, essentially. And I'm like, is this what men did in the club in the 80s? They're like, I got this magic trick I could show you. That's really going to blow your mind at home.
1: (laughs) They're just like the guy with the medicine with the cart. And he's like, I got make you young again potion
0: and that would help get ladies (laughs) ladies i don't
1: know we talk about how weird dating is today because we haven't done like the whole online dating tinder thing to me it seems odd but also it's odd to be out in the middle of nowhere where people literally have the option to like see you in person and like
0: hit you on you the have to yeah <laughs> they do
1: <laughs> but like at least online you have the option to be like no ignore yeah. you don't know what the other person is going to do if you reject them they could also pull out all the stops the magic tricks the, the <laughs> aggression you know it's like you really you don't, don't know, know what you're getting yeah.
0: yeah Stathis and seth meet and Stathis makes a joke about seth helping him make someone disappear before walking out and leaving the two to talk seth asks veronica what her boss thought of the tape and veronica confesses that he thinks seth is a con man yes he is very excited by this news
1: maybe that was his bit the whole time he's like even if i get a girl to show my place and she's like this man has a teleportation machine they're gonna be like okay sure jan the penis might have been good but it wasn't that good
0: (laughs) Which is kind of a line that, <laughs> that Steph is says later on. <laughs> Seth is very excited by the news and tells Veronica that he came to say one magic word to her cheeseburger that's how he says it. We then get to the two of them at a burger joint.
1: I like how he just reconvenes and he's like, alright, perfect. Let's get back to business though. This teleportation (laughs) out in the open, no one's gonna know we're done. They're gonna think we're crazy. Burger joint.
0: Seth explains that while he wants to talk about his work, he is not ready since he's only able to teleport inanimate objects. Ronnie's not convinced. She says that people need to know about his invention and she should be the one to tell it. So Seth comes up with a deal for them. To follow him around day by day documenting his work. He wants her to turn her article into a book a book that ends with him being able to teleport himself 15 feet through space. She seems to be considering it, but doesn't give an actual answer.
1: It's a good idea. You get your story, you get your popularity.
0: You have to hang around me all the time because clearly I'm into you. Yeah, I wonder
1: if he'd tried this before, or if Veronica (laughs) It was was... just
0: the first time it worked. (laughs) We get to Veronica entering her home when she hears someone in her shower. She approaches slowly and throws back the curtain to find Stathis there. You've always said to surprise people. And I feel like she went that route too, just a quick draw of the curtain, like
1: yeah, catch them off guard. They're thinking you're going to come in slow. No, pull the band-aid now. Why are you here?
0: <laughs> she asks what he's doing there, and he says that he was in the neighborhood and felt like he needed a shower. Ew.
1: Was he naked? I can't remember. Yes, he's okay. in the shower. <laughs> I thought with clothes on though. He's,
0: he's a, a never nude. <laughs> <laughs> She asks him how he even got in, and he reminds her that he still has a key. Here is where it's obvious that there's a weird history between the two. Bitch, what the fuck? It's clear that they dated and that it's now over, but Stethis still has, like, this weird possessive thing over her. Either way, we find out that Stethis did some research on Seth and found out he's actually the real deal.
1: Dude, mind your business.
0: Well, he's also her editor. That's the, like, gross part about their relationship.
1: Having a work relationship always makes things awkward for... You individually, but also like work where he has this position of power over her.
0: Well, it's clear that he he's always done this because she later talks to Seth about how they met. She says that he was a professor and she was a student taking one of his classes. So like there's always been this bad dynamic of power that he holds over her. But Ronnie dismisses him, saying she's giving up on that story and asks for her key back, which he refused to give back. I would be so afraid I'd go change the locks as soon as he yeah. left.
1: Yeah, I, I, if anything, I'm surprised Ronnie didn't do it right away. Not victim blaming Ronnie, but no matter what, it could be literally just we moved into a new place. I'm Change the locks. I just don't trust anyone, so.
0: I definitely don't trust Dathis. <laughs> yeah. We could to Seth and Ronnie back in the lab running the teleportation experiment on a baboon, and it does not go well the poor animal is turned inside out and still alive somehow when it pops out of the second pod
1: a scene that gets used in so many things pop culturally
0: oh this whole movie is such a pop culture icon
1: i've seen this exact experiment in so many things so many
0: cartoons so uh, many it
1: happened in ant-man the first film okay where they try to make the goat small Mm. and then the goat's like just a glob of mush do you remember that but it was a tiny glob of mush
0: yeah (laughs) so it's not that bad when um, it's tiny and cute, it's not that bad.
1: Plenty of cartoons have done it oh, growing yeah. up on like, Cartoon Network. I remember this scene being played out in a couple so of So many.
0: Treehouse of Horror, there's literally a fly spoof that they do. Yeah. Rodney is documenting everything as Seth explains that the computer has issues with understanding "flush." There is a lot of use of the word "flush" throughout this film, and I don't think it's an accident. Flush. Yeah. Flesh.
1: It is an odd word.
0: It's a weird choice, right? Because I would personally, it doesn't understand just the human body. I guess that's how I would phrase it. Not so hard. It doesn't understand the flesh. It doesn't understand skin. Meat. Yeah, but flesh I feel sounds seductive and I think it has like some odd sexual connotation. Maybe that's what it is. Like computers will never understand the flesh of man.
1: Because you could also say like organic material.
0: Organic material. Yeah, that would be much less sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Ronnie and Seth are taking a break from filming, and we learn that Seth has the Steve Jobs approach to clothes, where he just wears the same thing every day. He says it's the Einstein approach to clothes, but I think our generation would see it as the Steve Jobs move. Oh. Because he would wear the turtleneck, same thing every day.
1: I don't, but I'm also not the average person. I thought of Dexter from Dexter's Lab.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ronnie must find this very endearing because they just start doing it. She simply goes to him and says, you know, you're cute, right? And they start making out.
1: I know you wear the same thing every day. But and let's, that's hot. Let's see you in that thing you came out of the womb with.
0: <laughs> that's how she hit on him like that. <laughs> <laughs> when they're done, they make a big deal about Seth getting something stuck on his back and cutting himself. So you know that it's going to come back later. But this tussle in the sheets gets Seth thinking and ready to try and experiment. Tussle in the sheets? Tussle in the sheets. You
1: wrote that on purpose like that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is it not cool? <laughs> it is cool <laughs> it sounds like you think it's, it's so cool flesh. eric always makes fun of how i write scripts because he says i don't write them casually
1: you write very, very poetically thank
0: you
1: sir uh, in that flesh in them sheets
0: <laughs> poetic <laughs> as fuck
1: ready to try and experiment in the sheets
0: uh surprisingly not in the sheets
1: mm. <laughs> he like teleports the whole bed while they're doing it <laughs> well we're also browsing over the fact that like they just did it. And instead of being like in other movies where they light a cigarette and they go take a pee. I just the, they never experiment.
0: take a pee in movies. We always talk about this.
1: You're right. Unless it's um, a comedy. Portlandia. Yeah. I have an idea for an experiment immediately after climaxing. She's just like, let's see it. Let's Brain see blast. It <laughs> yeah, oh, oh,
0: shit. <laughs> I'm summarizing a bit, but they do have kind of like that pillow talk conversation. Ronnie is saying that she just wants to eat him up like those little old ladies who pinch baby's cheeks. And that's what gives him the idea oh, yeah, to experiment.
1: She's licking his nipple and stuff, right?
0: I think she's just kissing him. Oh. I, I, I don't know. I was writing stuff down. <laughs> I didn't pay attention.
1: I just remember her licking his nipple because, or kissing his nipple, I guess, because I was like, wow. it was hot? <laughs> no, because I was like, wow, I don't really ever notice...
0: The interactions.
1: It's always like a man sucking a girl's nipple and never the opposite.
0: Interesting. It's also could be because they were dating at the time, so they were comfortable being True. intimate on camera. To some extent,
1: <laughs> right. Also, what a weird analogy. I want to kiss you like old oh, ladies. Kiss She's babies. saying
0: that she wants to eat him up the way that old women like to do with babies.
1: There's also something around that, right? It's like when we want to beat cute things up. Yeah,
0: like you just want to like
1: destroy bite things it. that are cute. Yeah. yeah.
0: He provides Ronnie with two steaks, one that has been teleported and one that has been cooked. When Ronnie confirms that the teleported steak tastes synthetic seth explains that it's the flesh the computer is not made crazy by the flesh and therefore it can't be replicated to me this sounds like the computer isn't horny enough and that's the problem and i don't see how this is a scientific explanation (laughs) ronnie leaves seth's place in the morning and it's revealed that Stathis has followed her there she's in a department store buying a jacket for seth when Stathis confronts her which is incredibly odd because it's clear they're not a thing anymore it's clear that whatever they had has ended
1: stop following me around
0: that is so unhinged he acts insane calling her a goddess that tortures him and bowing to her in the middle of a store taking the jacket that she's buying and saying it'll look great on him involving the employees in their argument and she just tells him to fuck off but there's also a scene where she's like he's on to something big we're on to something big and he's it's like his giant cock in the <laughs> middle of a store. I'm like, sir, you need to tone it down. First of all, yes, but also- <laughs> But also mind business. You,
1: yeah. <laughs> Damn. No, this is an obvious case of a manipulator. The words like, you are a goddess and I'm bowing to you. Uh, oh, yeah, if, if I was, don't put yourself in this power position over me all the time.
0: Not even necessarily that. Just like stay out of my relationships, yeah. sir.
1: Clearly, you are projecting.
0: Yeah, he's saying it like- ironically or mockingly almost we're back with seth and her in the lab and he has successfully transported a baboon this baboon's adorable (laughs) it is
1: i even was like there's no way that that's a real baboon right
0: and i think we looked it up and it was it was just really well trained
1: i think it was because it had oddly lined up with a video that i had watched about Factor Fiction, where a uh, gorilla, famous gorilla apparently in Hollywood, it looks so realistic. It's a puppet that's been used in several movies and TV shows. But it's a puppet? But it's a puppet and it looks so realistic. Damn. He's holding it. It's cute. It's hugging yeah. him. I'd be afraid because baboons are aggressive. But
0: Oh yeah, they scare me. <laughs> it's, it's cute on camera, but I don't think I'd be near an actual baboon. Yeah, I'd
1: be scared he's going to rip my face off Yeah.
0: Seth has succeeded in his experiment and they decide to pop some champagne to celebrate. Ronnie suggests that while they wait for some lab's results to get back on the baboon, that they go on a little vacation. Seth is really happy about this and asks if they have a little romance going on. It's a cute little exchange. They get ready for a night in when Ronnie notices a letter from Stathis among Seth's things. When she sees it, she realizes that Stathis wants to run her story. She pulls it out of the envelope and it's a whole magazine cover with Seth's face on it.
1: Ruining the whole agreement that they have. They
0: have going on. When, you know, she had already told them that she didn't want to move forward with this story.
1: I blame Stathis, the true villain of all this.
0: (laughs) It's a gross, weird power move to keep her under his control. And Ronnie tells Seth that she has to take care of something, saying she needs to get rid of some aspects of her previous life and that she'll be back in a few hours. She describes Stathis as, like, gum on her shoe, the remembrance of that she just needs to get rid of to move forward. I feel like her saying that, it's very evident that Stathis is not, a like, emotional romantic partner interest to her
1: so he's like i don't have to worry about him
0: but that's not what happens yeah ronnie confronts death is in his office and she basically tells him to back off her story and he asks to simply be kept in the loop of what she's working on so she agrees to just get him to leave her alone but status has to end it with being creepy saying that he wants to keep her in his life
1: bitch i work for you isn't that enough
0: exactly <laughs> and that they can have like emotionalist, stress relieving sex if it suits her. This is
1: what pisses me off more about Stathis' character that he ends up being like the helper slash kind of yeah, good guy. Yeah, her but support no, system.
0: Stop. Yeah. It's like she deserves better.
1: This movie was like 100% and I'd say it's less than because of just him.
0: But I think it's incredibly true oftentimes women don't have the actual support that they need when going through something super traumatic like we're gonna see moving forward and it's like you take what you can get and it might come from the douchey slimy ex-boyfriend but you're alone in this and you need help i think it was done on purpose okay yeah he's essentially holding her work hostage and it's not a good way to keep someone in your life back in the lab seth is getting more and more drunk And he's having an entire conversation with a baboon. He comes to the correct conclusion that Stathis is Ronnie's ex-boyfriend, although Ronnie heavily hinted at the fact that she's going to cut ties with him. He is venting all his frustrations, and he also apologizes to him for killing his brother, saying he wouldn't ask him to do something he wouldn't do himself. So this is when Seth decides to go through the pods himself without getting any tests done.
1: (laughs) He's like, baboon, you're right. I need to make amends with your brother.
0: Not what this was about. but (laughs) He doesn't notice, however, that a fly enters the pod with him.
1: How would you ever know?
0: Exactly. That's what makes it so hard.
1: Also, to what extent would this experiment go wrong, right? Like, in this case, we obviously see a fly entered. But what if
0: there was too much dust dust
1: yeah or microorganisms you know how we have like dust mites on our eyebrows like or not dust mites but these little mites or whatever like yeah to what extent does a computer fuck up the experiment
0: a fly apparently yeah. <laughs> he's successfully transported or so he thinks and it says it's too bad that ronnie missed it so i know we get so much naked jeff goldblum in this movie he's like naked in every other scene <laughs> <laughs>
1: he is they wanted to show off his they're like look
0: how hot jeff goldblum is you want to see him naked all the time he's really fit <laughs> He's so thin, but has six-pack yeah. Ronnie returns to the lab, and Seth informs her that he went through. She is worried for him because he did it without running any tests on the baboon, and he just went for it. But Seth does not care. He simply wants to know the nature of her relationship to Stathis. Yeah, I almost endangered my fucking life, but is that your boyfriend? <laughs> Priorities. I'm She assures him that Seth is, is not romantically involved with her anymore, and the two start to do the deed. We get a few glimpses that something might be wrong with Seth, weird hair is starting to grow out of the cut on his back, and suddenly he has great reflexes. It's the middle of the night and he's able to catch a fly. From his sleep. This is
1: almost synonymous with like the uh, Spider-Man Sam Raimi. Yeah. Where he has like the tiny spider legs on his fingers. Yeah. This is just this fascination with humans, right? That if we could combine ourselves with beasts... What What could could we do? What could we do? What What could could we become? He's essentially a superhero at this point. At
0: this point, at the beginning, for sure.
1: It's the fear of, I've mixed with this type of DNA. How could it go wrong? In Spider-Man comics, there's the man spider where Spider-Man starts to turn into a spider. Okay. And he starts to grow arms. He like gets a spider head and everything.
0: It all kind of stems from like, well, I imagine Mary Shelley, right? Playing God, taking man further than his limitations thing. It could also be seen as, uh, have you ever read Metamorphosis by Kafka?
1: No, but I've heard of it.
0: Yeah, that guy wakes up and he's a cockroach one day. You know, it's not a theme that hasn't been explored before, but right. you're right. It's just like human fascination with our limitations. So another layer to that is when you look up the... You know, significance of this movie, Cronenberg always stated that the theme center around aging and disease, which you could see heavily, and, you know, the cycle of life. Now, this movie came out around the time of the AIDS epidemic, so a lot of people suffering from that disease related to this film and he was actually like surprised because he's like whoa that wasn't my intention but I could see how it relates
1: that yeah anything right A cancer he does
0: mention cancer later on this movie is so deep and it gives you so much to think about I think that's why I enjoy it so much and on the surface it doesn't seem that deep it's the story of a man becoming a fly because
1: I also was thinking about so many other things like in Star Trek you know how they teleport in Star Trek you're not necessarily transporting the original to the new place it's not you being moved you're killing the original and 100% replicating it elsewhere yeah so it's not still that one's dead now <laughs> and this is that's a new yeah so it kind of it's, it gets really deep and yeah. I feel like that's also what is played with here mm-hmm. Seth is like you know, you dematerialized the old me, and I've come out of that machine an entirely different person.
0: Because not only does he have great reflexes, he's apparently a gymnast. <laughs> yeah, he's doing backflips in the middle of his lab, and <laughs> Ronnie wakes up and finds him just doing pull-ups and flips, and seems a bit concerned, but is also just looking at him in awe, like, "Holy crap, what's happening?" You want to go
1: tussle in the sheets real again?
0: <laughs> we get like a little mini romantic montage of them going on a date. Seth is wearing the. Ronnie gave him. He gives her a necklace and they go to this little cafe to have lunch. Seth is feeling incredibly excited about his work and starts almost yelling about it in this coffee shop while eating piles of sugar in his coffee. Oh, Duncan? <laughs> right. <laughs> we cut to them doing it once again, only Ronnie is exhausted, saying they've been at it for hours, but Seth still has a ton of energy.
1: He needs to meet the girl from Halloween 3. Remember when she keeps trying to have sex with Tom Atkins' character and he's just like, don't you ever stop?
0: Oh, oh well, <laughs> Yeah, that woman is just 20 years old and Tom Adkins was 60. But Seth has a ton of energy. This is when Ronnie notices the rough hairs growing out of his cut. He tries to play it off as nothing, but she decides to cut them off. He decides he's just too excited and wants Ronnie to go through the telepods ASAP. He wants her to feel as good as he does.
1: Cutting the hair hurt him, right?
0: It was agitating him, yeah.
1: It was really coarse. To the point where he felt it. I wondered if that was like...
0: Antennae. do they have sen- sensors on yeah. their little hairs the yeah Antenna are like little yeah. yeah he wants her to feel as good as he does saying they will be the ultimate power couple but she refuses to Seth suddenly snaps calling her a fucking drag like his personality does a complete 180 saying he'll go look for someone who isn't afraid
1: are we also supposed to take that flies are horny as shit all the time
0: i think it's just animal instinct
1: there are a fuck ton of flies i don't know uh, i mean they're, re- they're everywhere all the time yeah. right
0: because animal instincts sleep fuck eat So if that's all he's focusing on and shit, I guess (laughs) did I miss that (laughs) one? Yeah, is that why you were? Sometimes all at (laughs) once, all at (laughs) once.
1: He does do this one eighty though, and I at this point was like, man, they do so well to make you love this couple and the chemistry that they have. That seeing Seth go the wrong path makes you feel disappointed in Seth.
0: Right, and this can almost be seen as a commentary on dating. And when you're in the honeymoon phase and suddenly your partner starts to show more and more their true selves, it's almost like, I don't know this person. Like, what is my partner becoming? Ronnie is starting to suspect something because she tells him that something went wrong and that he's not the same. But Seth won't hear it. He leaves the lab and we get this great speech about the flesh and penetration, like him screaming it. So again, it makes me think that the whole the flesh thing is on purpose i think he leaves he's like it's not just sexual either <laughs> penetration and then just leaves <laughs> i'm not too far off like no. watch that scene again <laughs> yeah he just hits the town looking for another mate he walks into a bar and hits on the first woman he sees she's watching two men arm wrestle and says that she's betting on marky tonight because she likes him seth makes a bet with the gentleman saying a hundred bucks and he could take both of them if he wins he wants to take tawny home as well that's gross Tani even says, I don't get a say in this, and they're just like, nah.
1: Yeah, they objectify her as an award for yeah, the game.
0: No bodily autonomy at all. Also, I did not mention this, but it's clear that Seth's appearance is getting slightly worse. It started off with some like light acne, but now wrinkles and crevices has started to appear on his skin. Seth starts arm wrestling one of the men. He uses so much force that he breaks the man's arm. We just get a bone come out of his wrist. <laughs> Tani is surprisingly not phased by this, and she just asks if he's a bodybuilder or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, benching fucking bone breaking weight. Yeah. I don't know if we even see this in like arm wrestling competitions.
0: I would hope we never see it. (laughs) Either way, she says she wants to hit up a couple more bars before they make it back to his place. When they eventually do, Tawny seems a little true drunk, red flag. So Seth carries her up the stairs to his lap. He goes through the telepods because that's his pickup move, I guess. Gotta show you what I'm working on first before, <laughs> you know, we get to it.
1: Do you think it's like a part of his original self still trying to come out? Even though this animalistic instinct is coming out of him?
0: I think what it is is that the initial trip through the pods made him feel fantastic. And he is trying to chase that high again. So... Again, this film can be interpreted in a million ways. Are the pods a metaphor for drug use? Is that what changed her partner? Is that what he chose over her? Is and it, what he keeps chasing the high on?
1: Yeah, is it to show us that someone who was maybe on the right path, the right path, he didn't have bad interactions with people, he was respectful, and now that he's found this thing he's addicted to, it's kind of leading him down this path that's... Obviously, got no return. Is just making things worse for him. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: And then him and Tawny get into it. No, get it on. I think is what I meant it says get it on. <laughs> get one. Get it on.
1: <laughs> get it on.
0: And then him and Tawny get it on. Once they're done, Seth tells Tawny that he wants her to go through the pods. When she refuses, he grabs her and tries to force her. But they are stopped by Ronnie. Tani clearly feels awkward after she realizes that Ronnie is someone that he's involved with and leaves the lab.
1: At least Tani didn't get killed.
0: Yeah, no. Right? Can like, you imagine Ronnie worse? Saved her? One night stand ever.
1: Ronnie also has a key to Seth's apartment.
0: Is it an apartment? It's like a lab apartment. L'apartment. apartment, if you will. <laughs> Ronnie tells Seth that he's different that he's changing. She tells him that she had those hairs she cut off of him examined and the lab couldn't identify them, but if they had to guess, they'd say that it was insect hairs.
1: Some giant ass insect hairs. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But Seth won't listen, saying that she's just jealous. He punches a hole in the wall and says that a sick man can't do that. He kicks her out and tells her not to return, saying he doesn't need her anymore. Seth goes to look at himself in the mirror, trying to cut off the insect hairs growing on his face now. He eventually gets frustrated and and starts biting his nails. When one of the nails comes off completely in his mouth, letting out a ton of pus. (laughs) Yeah, he squeezes it like a pimple. This is when Seth starts to question if something really is wrong with him. You know, when body parts start falling off of you? You gotta wonder. Knowing that this film is a metaphor for like aging and disease, as someone who like has a chronic illness, there are moments that are scary when your body doesn't work how it used to and you like slowly realize that things are wrong. So this the scene kinda hits home to me, who's chronically ill. It's just such a like universal message. He goes back to his computer to go over the records of the first time he went through the telepods and he discovers that a fly entered the pod with him. He asks the computer if he absorbed the fly, but no, the computer tells him that he and the fly were fused at a molecular ugh, at a molecular genetic level. <laughs> Is that correct? It was. Yeah. Okay, I had a really hard time saying that. We then cut to Ronnie, who gets a call from Seth. We learn that four weeks have passed since their last interaction and Seth admits that he was very wrong and that he has indeed gotten much worse. He begs her to visit him right away. Ronnie shows up at the lab and we see just how bad Seth looks. His skin looks like it's bubbling and it's very oily. He's walking on crutches and he informs Ronnie that it gets worse and worse each day.
1: I wonder what happened to him in that moment where he breaks and realizes oh sorry i was wrong i was on this high and now i've realized uh you were right right it sort of feels like old seth is coming back out again yeah it is said that seth just has no way out anymore
0: and i think he's probably taken those four weeks to realize that because we have that initial moment when he realizes that she's right and he doesn't immediately go for help i think he's trying to fix it and has realized at this point that it's not looking so good
1: which is also relatable right it's when you can't accept that something's happening and you want to fix it by yourself you either could resolve it or end up much worse so i think the moral here too is talk to somebody And don't try to deal with things on your own sometimes.
0: Don't know if that's the moral because Ronnie cannot help him.
1: (laughs) No, she can't. But I'm saying that this is like obviously worst case scenario. When we need help. Before it gets to to this point. Yeah. He took those four weeks probably because he was in that mental state of like, I can fix this. And sometimes you you can't on your own.
0: Again, the makeup for this is fantastic. I think they do a really good job of like progressively showing the transformation. It's not just suddenly in your face, but the moments that it is, we've learned that time has passed.
1: I think he has like five pounds of makeup on. Oh, good lord. Which I can't imagine having to wear. Every day, yeah. Yeah. They won an award for it too, I think.
0: I mean, it's disgusting. It's still disgusting. (laughs) He explains what happened with the fly, saying his genetic makeup was changed and it's showing itself as some sort of cancer. Eventually, the changes will cause him to disintegrate and die. Ronnie wants to get him help, but Seth refuses. So she is confused as to why he even called her there. He tells her that he refuses to be just... A victim of his disease, which I think is an attitude we see a lot with people who are ill. He specifically says that he refuses to be like a hairless, shriveled up, crying about his life circumstances person. Not cool.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's a very bad take to describe other people like this because it's like making them lesser and putting them above it.
0: Yeah, but there are people who are ill and feel the same way that they refuse to be a victim. It's all very personal. I can't comment on that. Mm -hmm. So rightfully so, Ronnie's like, why would you even call me here if you don't want help? If you don't want to be taken to a hospital, if you don't want me to do anything.
1: I needed to talk to somebody and you're the only person I know. It kind of feels that way.
0: (laughs) He takes this moment to show her that he can't eat solid food anymore by puking on a donut. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, that's gross. And then he just turns around and his ear falls off. (laughs) He admits that he's scared and needs help. And to her credit, she hugs him. It's even funnier knowing that they're dating at the time. (laughs) she's like uh no
1: (laughs) i saw you at your worst actually and it's not for me (laughs) i wonder how long they were together they broke after this broke up after this (laughs) because she
0: refused to hug him
1: she started having nightmares of him and the flag yeah
0: Ronnie turns to Stathis for help. He just wants Ronnie to leave Seth alone, saying that he might be contagious. But Ronnie insists that they need to help him. Stathis doesn't seem convinced, but wants to see Seth for himself in order to think of a plan. So Ronnie returns to the lab and finds Seth crawling on the walls, Spider-Man style. He seems to have changed demeanor, saying that the disease wants him to turn into something else, that maybe it's not bad after all it seems like he's kind of reverting back to that initial high he got when he went to the telepods in the first place
1: his demeanor was so back and forth a lot that i figured this was part of the effect of the transformation that he is thinking like a fly right maybe i don't know what the attention span is of a fly the tiny i imagine it's like oh i'm thinking of this now oh i'm thinking of that now oh i'm doing this now oh it's great oh it's bad oh it's this he's just so like because he can't really focus on any one thing.
0: And is it not human nature like when something incredibly traumatic happens to you you juggle back and forth between being like this is the end of the world I can't deal with it to uh oh, maybe I won't be so bad if I just figure it out. It, I think it's just how the human mind works. This is where he wants Ronnie to document the process of how he eats. Because, again, he's just convinced that this is something amazing and that they should continue to document his work. I'm a superhuman. Fly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I look amazing. I
0: look stunning.
1: Put me on the cover of Vogue.
0: Put me on camera. I belong on camera.
1: (laughs) Make a YouTube channel for me.
0: He definitely would have made a YouTube.
1: He totally would. Yeah. Like Chronicles of Flyman.
0: Flyman. So... Ronnie documents the process of how he eats his food, and this is the tape that she then takes to Stathis. He is very grossed out and goes to talk to Ronnie about it, but finds her crying in the bathroom, where she confesses that she is pregnant with Seth's baby. And Stathis is the ultimate creep, just the worst, but he still asks the right question here in this moment, and asks her what she wants to do. He's like, oh no, what do you want to do? The only correct response if a woman is crying about being pregnant. Yeah, It's the one credit I will give him. He's terrible it's not a big credit but it's the one i will get we cut to ronnie and stathis at a hospital as she gets an abortion prefer- performed perfumed perfumed
1: you got an abortion
0: <laughs> Can you imagine if it was that easy where she is about to get a abortion performed in the middle of it something goes wrong there is blood everywhere and the doctor tells her that she is going to have to push out what's left suddenly this is a birth scene and ronnie is very distraught as she is forced to birth a maggot, a larva. I don't know exactly what it is called when flies have babies. It's disgusting. It's covered in blood. Ronnie then wakes up screaming from this nightmare. This scene is so interesting to me. I was trying to find like articles about it. I didn't find a ton because I'm sure like a lot of people have had to analyze this scene.
1: Whatever reason the abortion you're having is, you're afraid of this thing. Maybe not the baby itself, but the implications around why this is happening to Mm
0: -hmm. you. Oh, baby's kind of scary, too. The babies
1: are scary, yeah. Uh, I sound like a mansplainer, too, because you're the woman in this situation. Do you want me to talk? Yeah, I just want to say that, like, I understand, and I'm a friend, I'm an ally.
0: (laughs) I just want to state.
1: Sometimes it's hard for everyone to understand, but I think people should accept that people have their reasons.
0: So again, this is why I was trying to find articles about this, because I would imagine a lot of people have talked about this subject. I couldn't find any. If you know any good ones, send them my way. But it's meant to illustrate how torn up Ronnie is with the decision of terminating a pregnancy. And now this scene has another layer to it, right? Because it's now existed in a post-Roe v. Wade world where abortion was legal and now in the world where it was overturned. So it can be interpreted in different ways. And you know, now that I think about it, I've never seen another film genre really cover the topic of abortion as much as horror does i could be wrong i'm sure there's like indie movies out there that cover the topic but really only in horror have i heard this discussed in other movies you know like it's black really christmas and tough topic it's a Where reality
1: else would people yeah again other than like drama you're not gonna have like a happy-go-lucky fucking dramedy romantic comedy about this i it... think
0: i've only ever seen it in like one other comedy and it wasn't an abortion it was a miscarriage that was talked about too. like up. what to expect when you're expecting mm. they portrayed in that one but Again, Cronenberg is known for body horror. So I find it interesting that male directors portray pregnancy as like the ultimate body horror sometimes, which is wild because they'll never experience it and go through it, but they're like, oh my God, it's scary.
1: Men, the movie Men. Wasn't that directed by men? man? Yes, that was another weird. version of like pregnancy being body horror. Presented by a man.
0: It is. I really don't like that film.
1: No, it's not good.
0: This scene also really plays on, like, the fetus as monstrous or alien or other. And now, watching it in 2023, since Roe v. Wade was overturned, it could be, like, viewed through the lens of, like, forced birth. And there's just so many ways to interpret this scene. I just find it interesting. So I would really like to hear other people's opinion on it. And that was a lengthy discussion. Can
1: you stop in the background, my friend?
0: Could you cut my nails, bitch? How about we start with that? You want to get into He's it? Like,
1: my Louis Tones.
0: We'll get into
1: it. I booger your head on ass boy. He's like...
0: Can y'all shut the fuck up.
1: Shut the fuck up, y'all don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, we cut back to Seth in the lab, and OMG... Oh my god, this film does amazing at making him look more and more gross. He no longer has fingers, they've like morphed together to have like- Claws. Yeah, claws Big almost. May-tay claws. <laughs> and his skin has morphed to look more lumpy, making his head a completely weird shape.
1: He looks kind of like Igor-
0: like that old Hollywood gross makeup. Yeah. He was working on the telepods when his teeth start to fall out. And we find out that he has been keeping the pieces that fall off of him in the medicine cabinet. I always have nightmares that my teeth are falling out. And that is like an anxiety nightmare, apparently. <laughs> oh. So this is like full blown my worst nightmare.
1: Well, at least in your nightmare, you're not putting them in the medicine cabinet.
0: I think I'm like always just like holding them or I put them in a, in a cup because I'm like, there has to be a way to fix this. That's
1: got to do with body horror, fear of body horror too. Oh, yeah. I like that he says it's a reminder of something that was like a museum of Seth.
0: Which is devastating.
1: He's like, I'm no longer that person, and I'm not going to pretend to be.
0: It's pretty gross when you get a pan over shot of all that's in the medicine cabinet.
1: Was one of them his penis?
0: It kind of looked like his penis. Okay. Because then he later turns around and we see that he's smooth down to there.
1: Yeah, because flies don't have penises. They do. Right? I don't know. <laughs> I, um...
0: I guess not, according (laughs) to this movie. Ronnie walks in on him and it's clear that she came to tell him that she is pregnant, but she can't find the words. Seth tells her that she must leave as he can no longer control himself around her as his insect instincts are brutal. And taking over, he's afraid that he'll hurt her if she stays. Ronnie leaves, understandably upset. Stathis is waiting for her downstairs in the car, and she insists that she needs an abortion now. He tries to calm her down, but she is adamant, repeating that she doesn't want it in her body. The way she says it is so heartbreaking that she doesn't want it in her body. And I can only imagine how terrifying this is for women who this is a reality. again. Dark movie. What they don't know, however, is that Seth is overhearing their whole conversation and watches them drive off. Ronnie and Stathis are at a doctor's office, and the doctor seems not impressed with the whole situation. Also, what kind of connections does he have that he's got like an abortion doctor in the middle of the night that he can call?
1: He's a shady ass motherfucker. We already saw that. So he probably has like powers of position over a lot of people.
0: It seems like this doctor's his friend because he asks him, like, is this yours? Like, has he done this for Stathis before? Where he's like, I need an emergency abortion in the middle of the night. Uh,
1: is this one yours? Is this Oh, wait, yeah. is this one yours now? This is the 10th time Stathis. Is, is Come on, they gotta be yours, yours at this point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Stathis is sketchy as fuck. But Stathis explains that the baby is not his. They just have reason to believe that the fetus would not be well. The doctor says that he detects some uncertainty here. But no, someone is banging on your door in the middle of the night trying to get an abortion, I don't believe that there's any uncertainty here. (laughs) They seem pretty sure. Ronnie then says a line that I think is very important, that if the doctor won't help her, she will do it herself. Again, I don't know if this is Cronenberg's intention, but I think it's a poignant line from Veronica. She basically sums up the truth of the entire abortion debate that whatever side you're on, legal, illegal, ban it or not, it's never gonna stop them from happening. It's only gonna stop safe abortions. And again, I don't know if this like was Cronenberg's intention.
1: Who knows? Because it's hard to say with any male portrayal. Yeah, and male, like I guess but any portrayal that we've seen, right? We kind of visited this a little bit in Black Christmas mm-hmm. where the take from the movie is sort of unclear whether they're saying they're pro or against.
0: Right. It could be the actors like way of delivering things that make it clear. And the director might not have credit for that. The doctor agrees to Veronica's terms. And as she prepares for surgery, Seth bursts through the hospital room and kidnaps her. And I don't mean like he just barges in through the door. He like breaks a fucking window and kidnaps her. It's one
1: of those like solid black glass windows too. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Those thick ass ones from the (laughs) 80s. Oh my God. He takes her back to the lab and asks why she wants to kill Brundle. This wording... I think is not an accident. Seth believes that the baby may be all that's left of him, the real him, and says, please don't kill me, and begs her to keep the baby. She just says that she can't over and over again, and Seth says, that's too bad. Okay, so I think this comment or this conversation is a little bit interesting as well. If we are to believe that this film is a commentary on aging and disease and death, oftentimes you know having children is the next natural progression in your life right when you get according
1: to a according to society
0: right when you get to a certain point so i think this comment's a little bit interesting he refers to the baby at, by his name and i think it comments a little bit on the narcissism of having children because children are viewed as extensions of their parents they carry on their legacy and the memories of like who their parents were but ultimately those are selfish reasons for having a children for having a children have one children please <laughs> Their selfish reasons for having children at the end of the day, because they're going to grow up to be their own person and have their own thoughts and opinions on you, and it might not be amazing. The
1: other thing that makes me think about is, and this again was also addressed in Black Christmas, is that suddenly the male partner in the abortion situation that we're looking at cares about the baby. It shows us that battle with how a woman is supposed to be in charge of carrying this baby for nine months is going to be the most important thing to this baby's life. Yeah, but the, the most man affected. Thinks because it's my. This is a weird way to put it, but it's my seed. I have a say in everything that goes on with this baby, and you can't decide what to do with it, even though you're carrying it.
0: Which is wild, right?
1: It's like putting in five percent of the work and thinking it's a about,
0: terrible group project. <laughs> yeah,
1: like you. Put <laughs> and then you put your
0: name in. on it at the end. Of-
1: <laughs> yeah, and then take the, her credit out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did all the work, and you just put your fucking name on it. Right, but uh. I thought it was an interesting phrasing. Again, I might be reading... Too much into this movie, but I don't care. (laughs) That's why movies exist. Meanwhile, Stathis has followed the two to Seth's lab and has brought a shotgun. Get my gun. And solve all my problems. Yep. Stathis is snooping around the lab when Seth tackles him from above, causing Stathis to freak out. And he points the shotgun at him. But Seth pushes it aside and pulls Stathis up by the arm because he's an incredibly strong superhuman at this point, barfing his corrosive acid on him, causing Stathis to have his arm disintegrate right in front of his eyes it's so nasty and he doesn't even have time to process it because Seth then does the same to his leg
1: well does it work like cauterization? i think it if does the acid just cuts through but also it you're not bleeding to cuts death it off. yeah because yeah. i was surprised i was like he should be dead right like in, at least in shock
0: if he bled to death but yeah if it's like burning it off essentially bones and all too the
1: shock could kill him
0: yeah oh it should have his
1: ass leg is gone. well yeah. like it's from the knee down I, th- I think arm. it was his
0: foot it wasn't like his whole leg but still yeah, it's a it lot. Matters. It doesn't matter the <laughs> amount you got maimed. Because there's so
1: many times where you think Sethos is dead because he just is like shot oh, and faints, and then well, he lifts yeah. his leg again. And he's like, oh and you're like, oh, he's dead. I would oh, wait, too. No, he's not that. Oh, he's dead again. Oh, no, he's not dead. Flailing in the background while uh, Ronnie and Seth are having their argument.
0: Yeah. He only stops when Ronnie begs him to. Seth then asks Ronnie to help him be human by going into the pod with him. It seems that he has created a third pod that will spit out genetic material of whatever is put into the first two pods. It makes me think that he was trying to figure out a way to separate his material from the flies or combine his with something else that would allow him to survive. He Says that way, the three of them can be the perfect family—a family of three in one perfect body, more human than he is alone. Bizarre, but I think it's also a comment on how, like, the nuclear family is necessary for human existence, makes you more human, experience all that. He starts up the pods, and Ronnie fights him, pushing him back by the jaw and struggling until his jaw just comes <laughs> off in her hand, and this. Triggers his final transformation. A huge fly appears underneath Seth's melting skin. It is so well done.
1: It is. It gives the same energy as like American Werewolf in London. Yes, it does. That Just transformation, that creature
0: feature, good old transformation scene. in all
1: its practical effect glory. Too. Yeah.
0: He flings Ronnie into the pod and starts the process. But Ronnie's screams seem to wake Death this Up,
1: who we thought was dead. Yeah.
0: Well. <laughs> <laughs> who shoots at the pod? that she is in, causing it to malfunction. This angers the giant fly and he tries to escape his pod to attack, but the timer is counting down from 10. He does not make it out in time, and the machine zaps him to the third telepod. Stethes frees Ronnie and the two watch the fly crawl out of the pod. It seems like he has been turned inside out.
1: I thought it was that he fused with the pod itself. Did he? Because the pod was empty. I can't remember the reason. It looks like he's combined with the metal from the pod in the third one so he's like mixed with parts and that's why he's like Fucking kill me. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Ronnie grabs the shotgun but can't seem to shoot him as he crawls towards her. But the fly grabs the shotgun and aims it at his face, making it clear that he wants her to put him out of his misery. She backs away saying she can't, but eventually takes pity on him and shoots him point blank. But we get to see everything, and the camera does not shy away from the explosion of the fly's head. (laughs) And that's how it ends with Ronnie crying being the last thing the audience hears as the screen turns black.
1: Yeah, it is a uh, rough. You grow to like Seth. You feel for Ronnie in her situation, and
0: you still hate Stathis.
1: And Stathis is there being a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a pressing note. <laughs> I really enjoyed this film. Even watching it twice to do the write up, I was like still getting all the same emotions I did the first time watching it, and the same like synopsis firing of like that could mean this, that could mean this, like. There's just so many things the film can mean and, like, how it can relate to people. There's the whole your partner suddenly becoming someone you don't recognize thing going on that I talked about a little bit earlier. And again, I mentioned this. It's meant to be a metaphor for aging, disease, and death, which you can kind of see that cycle in Seth as he's transforming into the fly and how it's, like, the small things that let you know that you're aging or that you're ill. Mm. It's, like, suddenly your knees pop every time you go down the fucking stairs and you're like, whoa, that didn't used to happen. So the makeup is fantastic. It's so gross. I think the themes in this film hold up and it's like 40 years later. And it's super entertaining, especially considering that it has three cast members. I think it has to
1: do with their delivery of everything, right? Because like Jeff Goldblum, Seth's character... It's great. Like, Fantastic, he's yeah. So perfect. Apparently, he almost wasn't casted. And apparently, they thought it would be hard to put makeup on his face.
0: Why would it be hard to put makeup on his face?
1: Yeah, what? <laughs> they yeah, just were like, no, he's not really what we're looking for they almost uh hot <laughs> yes what did they reach out to i saw that they reached out to somebody and that like denied them
0: I it was someone else famous right i think yeah. i saw
1: and he said no see 20th century fox didn't want goldblum in the film because his supervisor thought he wasn't a bankable star and then somebody else said uh the visual effects guy he thought that they couldn't do makeup on his face because it was hard?
0: Because he's just so gorgeous. You don't want to cover <laughs> that up.
1: The person who turned it down was Michael Keaton. Ah. Yeah.
0: I see that. I oh, like some of the roles Michael... Keaton has done. Love him as Beetlejuice. This character is so emotionally raw and I've never seen Michael Keaton play a character like that. Not to say that he hasn't. I just haven't seen it. I've seen him in like the Batman movies. I've seen him as Beetlejuice. You know?
1: Yeah, I don't think I would have liked this as much if it didn't have Jeff in it.
0: Because as much as people like and and I'm one of them. I like the Tim Burton Batmans. I don't like him as Batman. Oh, no. <laughs> He's yeah. like the worst
1: part of it. <laughs> Probably like the least memorable one for yeah. me too. Personal opinion.
0: All the villains are <laughs> casted way better than, than he is. What a tangent. Point is, super entertaining and we have a cast of three people essentially.
1: Yeah, this movie couldn't be done by anyone else. This uh, movie has to stay the way it is. I would like to see what we were talking about earlier, like a possible like... Maybe revisit to see where Gina Davis's character goes from there. Because it's also left up in the air whether she actually went through with the abortion or not, isn't it?
0: So there's a sequel and I think she does end up having the child because the sequel follows Seth's son. It
1: seems odd because it it's seems like it wrong all yeah. of this sort of seem for naught. Yeah. That so they were like, well, she just went with well, it. Well,
0: anyway. I don't know. I could see both, Right. Seth is dead, and it's clear that she did love him. Does she want his legacy to continue or not? It's like.
1: That seems like the typical progress the man's story by putting the woman's story at risk.
0: I. Could see both storylines working out. However, given how like adamant she was about not wanting it in her body, I hope that she was able to get that result that she wanted. What
1: would drive her to be like, well, he died. That was scary as fuck. I don't want that to happen to a baby, regardless of whether I want a baby or not. I don't know. What will happen?
0: Yeah. You I, don't know genetically what will happen. And then it's it's very sad. It's like, do you want your child to grow up one day knowing that his dad was a giant fly?
1: <laughs> do you want your child to grow up and be a fly? Yeah. You're going to have fly bark running around your house fly babies it's dark i mean it is really tough it's hard to make jokes
0: about those guys okay so what are your thoughts
1: i thought it was a good movie it's sad to see Seth's character go through this that he goes through it's also sad to see gina davis's character ronnie go through what she's going through it's a tough movie it is and uh, i think it does well to have the viewer go through that roller coaster of emotions with it we're rooting for both of these characters in the beginning you were like oh i feel this chemistry like it's kind of reaching out to me i love these two together and now they've ended up in this like horrible circumstance because of one mistake
0: yeah and this movie almost plays out like a rom horror not like a rom-com but a rom because we start with them meeting each other and and with obviously the tragedy that happens to seth their relationship is the focus of the entire movie
1: mm-hmm. And seth is just there being a being fucking, a side hoe i don't know what to do no, a side piece of shit yeah a side. he's piece like of the shit. dingleberry left after you wipe you can't that get rid of it a fantastic way to, but it's just there and it's persistent and it needs to describe to a away. human being yeah it's <laughs> a, a dingleberry way of a human, human. Being.
0: <laughs> so what would you rate it
1: i rate this movie a nine
0: same i give this movie a nine out of ten yeah
1: this movie's good if you've never seen it i had never seen it before you either yeah it's like wow new classic something that is too depressing if uh, i feel like too, to to rewatch. re-watch too often yeah but if someone was like let's watch the fly i'd be like you need to watch it let's go yeah you know? Definitely interesting. But I don't think I personally would be like, I want to go get sad. <laughs> it's like the Logan movie.
0: I want a good cry. Let me pop in the fly. <laughs>
1: Yo. Look at that! It's a movie that I'm like, wow, ten out of ten. But I I'm never not gonna go watch it again. Down. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> there is a lot of films like that. So, do you want to tell us what scared Loki this week?
1: Yeah, Loki obviously has been hanging out here for a little bit because he's like, y'all need to stop talking about these things. They ruin my summer. Loki has, and we tried different things. Let us know if you know how to resolve this. But Loki gets attacked by flies so much, especially out summer. in the yard. Yeah. And I think I'm gonna put like stuff out in the yard maybe to help him because he gets attacked in specifically the crotch area a lot. By flies, like it's to the point where I am in pain watching what's going down. I think Loki's, TMI, yeah, <laughs> TMI. He didn't watch this with us, but I think it was because he's like, I need to get away from flies. flies. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you want to tell us about it, Loki? Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just him sitting out in the cold because he knows flies are not there. His favorite time of year.
0: Yeah, he doesn't seem to mind the cold that much.
1: Except for when there's snow out there. Yeah,
0: just when there's snow on the ground. But he likes just sitting out there in the cold.
1: Imagine if in the summer they're always attacking him, the winter is like, wow. Well,
0: Finally. The world I get that. As dangerous as I, thought. I totally get that, though. <laughs> does that pretty much wrap it up for us here today?
1: It does. Let us know if you like this movie. New classic, I think, to me. Let's get out of here i'm
0: hungry as always we hope you guys had a good time here with us you can follow us pretty much anywhere at Shaking Out scared pod except twitter twitter shaken scared pod you can send us an email at shakingoutscaredpod at gmail.com
1: support the show on patreon we have a bunch of episodes over there already a bunch of good stuff good times let wherever you get your podcast give us a follow check out our drink videos if you're watching this on youtube make sure to like and subscribe comment in the comments whether you like this movie or hate it
0: and okay thanks bye bye Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sick yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah. Man. We don't even say anything, we're yeah. just like yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt, no doubt. I hate us. <laughs>